Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Once again, thank you guys for joining me each and every week. I know I've been gone for a couple of days, but we're back to talking about a new serial killer. What way better to get into the holiday spirit than listening about a person talk about serial killers and somebody who killed someone? That always gets me in the mood for a great holiday season. Maybe that's just me. But anywho, um, if you haven't, if you have missed any of these episodes or any of the episodes in these seasons, please go back and do so now because you do not want to miss any of these episodes because they are just that great. As always, viewers discretion is advised because we are obviously talking about murder and violence and possible drug use heavy on the murder and violence. Um, This week, we are going to talk about Eugene Britt. Eugene Victor Britt was born on November 4th, 1957 in a large improvised family residing in Gary, Indiana. Both of his parents were alcoholics, with his father's frequently beating his mother. That's always the case. Any, Any type of serial killer we talk about their father's always an alcoholic or a drug addict, and they're just beating the shit out of the parents, um, the kids, or the spouses. <sighs> when will it end? Due to this content, constant abuse, at age 14, Eugene dropped out of school and fled from home, living on the streets and using drugs. Around this time, he began to show signs of intellectual disability. In April 1978, he attacked a 17-year-old girl who was returning home from the Roosevelt High School, robbing and raping her. Britt would later be arrested for this crime, receiving a 30-year sentence in December of that year. After serving half of his sentence, he was paroled in August 1993 and returned to Gary, where he resorted to sleeping in homeless shelters due to financial strain. During this period, he lived with one of his sisters and changed several jobs doing low-skilled work. He preferred to spend most of his free time traveling around the city, riding on his bicycle. In early autumn 1995, Britt was hit by a train, causing him severe injuries due to which he had used a wheelchair for the next several weeks. On November 3rd, 1995, Eugene was arrested on suspicion of killing eight-year-old Sarah Lee Paulson, whose body had been found on August 22nd near her home in Portage. While investigating her death, officers found about 20 fibers of blue polyester yarn and green colors which matched the uniform worn by employees of the Hardy's restaurant chain. At that time, Britt worked in a local division based on Portage and had been sent home in the middle of the day for an administrative offense and was even seen riding his bicycle near the crime scene. Upon learning this, police officers confiscated his uniform so they could examine it. Three days later, Britt confessed to killing Paulson to Clyde Smith, the head of the homeless shelter where he had lived until his arrest, in addition to nine other murders. After that, Smith convinced Eugene to give himself up to law enforcement, which he did on the following day. During an eight-hour investigation, Britt confessed to killing 10 people in total, including Sarah Paulson. According to his confession, he had killed the other victims between May 9th and September 12th, dumping their bodies in various locations around Gary. It indicated 
the dumping sites on the map, and much to the police's surprise, at least seven of these deaths had previously been ruled a non-homicidal in nature. For example, one of the victim's body was found in a state of severe decomposition, with the medical examiner unable to establish the cause of death. Britt's victims were predominantly young girls and women, excluding one man, aged between 8 and 51. One of the victims was a prostitute. During the interrogation, he claimed to have committed the murders on the orders from voices in his head, attacking the victims in desolate areas from behind, after which he dragged them to the side where he raped and thereafter strangled the chosen victim. The circumstances surrounding the man's murder, according to his testimony, were different from the others. According to Eugene, two men had attempted to steal his bicycle causing it to break down, but he managed to frighten them off with his imposing physique. Because of this, he got lost while searching for his spare parts. After some time, he managed to track down one of the robbers, whereupon he proceeded to beat up and then strangle him. Britt additionally clarified that the injuries caused from the train were initial as he had planned on committing suicide. So he knew if the police ever got wind of killing all these people, he was going to go to jail for a very long time, forever. So he probably just said, why not take myself out of this misery and just off myself, right? You would think that getting hit by a train would take anybody out, but it didn't. So here he is about to face some jail time. Based on Britt's testimony in the following days, police found some bones and clothes in one of the indicated grave sites, but in December of that year, Thanks to dental analysis of the jaw, the victim was identified as 24-year-old Tanya Dunlap, who had been missing since July 18th of that year. Despite the claims that there were 10 victims in total, investigators were successful in identifying only seven of them. So they're missing only three. And although it sounds pretty good that they found seven of the victims, Three families are out there still wondering where their child or niece or cousin is buried or if they're even alive for that matter. Soon after the arrest, Britt was indicted in Porter County for the murder of Sarah Paulison. In May 1996, on the bias of a plea bargain, he was spared the death penalty and instead received life imprisonment plus 100 years. That's pretty much the death penalty, but because you're just waiting to die in jail. In the summer, he was transferred to the Lake County Jail pending the completion of further investigations. In February 2000, after a thorough investigation into his claims, Britt was charged with six more murders and the rape of a 13-year-old girl. In mid-2000, Britt's lawyer said that the mental state had severely deteriorated and was criminally insane, arguing that he couldn't be liable for his deeds and needed treatment. By request of the prosecutors, a forensic psychiatrist psychiatric examination was carried out by the end of the year, which deemed that Eugene Britt was sane and capable of standing trial. However, the opening trial was postponed several times due to various reasons and circumstances beginning in 2006. On October 6, 2006, Britt pleaded guilty to the murder of 14-year-old Nikita Moore, 24-year-old Tanya Dunlap, 41-year-old Maxine Walker, 50-year-old Betty Askew, 27-year-old Michelle Burns, and 41-year-old Deborah McHenry, in addition to the assault and rape of the 13-year-old girl. After another psychological exam, he was deemed intellectually disabled, leading, leading to the court showing 
leniency towards him. On November 3rd, Britt was sentenced to an additional 245-year prison year imprisonment. After the verdict announcement, he burst into tears, expressing remorse for what he had done and asked for forgiveness from the victim's relatives and family. After the trial, he was transferred to the Indiana State Prison, located 80 kilometers away from Chicago. As of January 2021, the 63-year-old Brick is still alive and serving his sentence under the prison number 963641. Well, there you have it. There is the life and story of a serial killer, Eugene Britt. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you guys have an amazing holiday, and I hope you guys obviously enjoyed this episode. Please come back next week and join me as we uncover another psycho killer, also known as serial killers. And like I always tell you guys, please be nice to people because you never know who they kill. See you guys next week.